0: Those are some pretty sweet glasses. They're they're totally rad. Totally. Hey, you can hear me,
1: right? This is not...
0: Yeah, we yes. can hear you. Yeah, we're... Oh, sorry, Mark. Mark team. Team Mark. Hey, Greetings. Mark. Hello. Okay, chat What's is good? open. Switching to night mode. Wait, can I do that anymore? You can't. Oh, I have to go to gamer.youtube or something, don't I?
1: Gaming.youtube.com? Yeah, there's a way to go to night vision mode in YouTube, but I don't know what it is. It's like that. Is anybody going to see uh, Avengers tonight or tomorrow morning or like uh, tomorrow afternoon? <laughs> Avengers? No. Yeah, Mar- that little Marvel movie that's coming out.
0: Nah, I'm done with that. Shut your whore mouth! <laughs> <coughs> you know what's funny is I don't know a bigger Captain America fan than you, Mark. All
1: I have is that thing right back there, right?
0: You're wearing a hat.
1: Maybe I should wear that right now. You got a
0: shirt. <laughs> you got, I mean, seriously, what is going on here? And why are you wearing pants? I have to wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> None of us are wearing pants. Yeah, right. <laughs> all, right. All, right. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Now turn around. Oh, yeah. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Nobody in the chat yet. What's going on here? We're live, right? Yep. We're live. We're at 7.15 on a Thursday night. Everybody uh, have... I
1: know Kelsey texted me wanting to know if there was a show on tonight. Kelsey. So
0: We have a regular chatter by the name of Casey Relford. We call him Kelsey, lovingly. So make make sure if he jumps in tonight that we're doing that. Oh, my God. He says, I'm here, fuckers. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oops, I said that on the air.
1: (laughs) Dang it. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's going to be one of those
2: episodes, (laughs) huh?
1: I think so. That thing is
2: horrid. It's horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever.
0: (laughs) Oh, the ghost of Dan. We should just send an invite to him right now and see if he joins in.
1: Yeah. Dan Dan is our um... former co-host right we can say that now can we is he okay with that
0: well yeah he hasn't been on in like
1: a year <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm always still like hoping maybe
0: he's promised us three or four times I'll be on I'll be on you have the wrong email I sent to the right email yeah we use the wrong email apparently for every episode <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll send it to your new email. I have those exact glasses, man.
1: How are we looking? Are we looking good? We are. I'm. I'm trying to see how you have my video. Is my head chopped off to the top? Like, do I need to move my camera? a little? It is
0: because these guys are. Yeah, they're sitting in a hole. There you go. I think that'll okay. do it.
1: Yeah. Steve- All right. Now that it's beautiful now.
0: Yeah. She, she, yeah. Exactly. Shane. Shane. What's up? Yep he He's definitely sitting inside his computer, he said
3: <laughs> that's how he normally does it
0: <laughs> do you see do you see what I see in the corner there mark but behind Dave, there's a do it with passion poster.
1: Let's see here. <laughs> I do see it. is Did that a shadow box? What's going on?
0: I don't know, but I think it's Polaroids of his um you know love life <laughs> <laughs> I can't I'm not quite.
1: Hmm. That is a very... Zoom you know, in on that. Very good use of the wall, I think. It is
0: very... There. You should see... Yeah. Casey says he he's picking up an APB. Welcome to the APB club, man. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever
2: seen one of those in nice condition. I restored one,
0: actually, with the chair.
2: As I say, with the chair? Yeah.
0: It's sitting in my basement right now. I probably have a picture. Should I see if I can pull it up? Or should we get this show on the road? I would like a couple more chatters to join. We only have a few people here right now.
1: Are really? you... Are you dual streaming to Twitch?
0: Right, I am. Do you think okay. people are on Twitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy's in. Got Randy Gelking.
1: Yeah, there's a decent crowd. We need Dave Dave from Buffalo yet. Dave from Buffalo, he's got a slight delay. Dave is a security guard at a college. Policeman, security I don't know. I guess he he's a college policeman and he restores arcade games. So we oh. have like arcade game stories and then police stories. Whenever we're out with him. Pretty good.
0: Dinner, Yeah, there's a problem with the price here. You better send someone
1: over. R54, where are you? It's the Price Police with Dan Reed.
0: We never did yeah. get to do that segment.
1: Yeah, right. Dan, Dan's <laughs> Price Police
0: segment. <laughs> We invented this new segment for
1: him. Right. What's the latest on club where somebody wants to buy some something? Oh, wait. So a turkey shoot is, is for sale, I think, for a high price. Oh, yeah? How much? I don't know. Less than 5000 more than 3000 somewhere in there. Sweet. Um, do you think Bob probably? will, do you think Bob will be on the show tonight? Uh, if he is, I may have to vanish for like three <laughs> minutes just to see where he's at. Uh, uh, it's
0: okay if he's not on tonight
1: i I heard he got arrested. did he get sick? No, I think he's he's uh you know in, in being processed. Oh no, yeah,
0: well, he did get yeah. into a karate champ fight two weeks ago.
1: yeah, I can't even remember what he did last week. <laughs> who can <laughs> huh.
0: That's how my That's every it. week goes right all right, let's roll let's let's what's, what's what do you think let's roll do it' Because we'll play a little cosmotrons. You hear this awesome ruckus going on here? And that awesome music? I wonder who that is. We're going to have to ask about that. (laughs) Alright, here we go. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, April 26th, 2018, and the time is now approximately 7.22 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, not Adam Levine. Tonight, I am joined by Mark Meet-the-Time-Runner-Shields and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week, Shane Goodbrode and Dave Furrer. Welcome to the show. Hello, world. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's hey everybody. Hey, what's up? Oh my God, you guys had a good show at uh, MGC. We should talk about that in a little bit. What did you think about that show?
2: Man, it was it was a blast. It went so by so fast.
3: You know, it was I talked. I
0: I did send a message uh, to the mighty uh, Dan Lucen, and I said the show was uh, absolutely stunning in its first year at the new venue, and I yeah. think they should run it uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What do you guys think? I'd be fine with that. I, I think okay. that I simply there simply was not enough time for me to get around both floors and all the stuff And regrettably, um, you know, I stopped by Cosmotron's booth the first night and only made it back one other time and didn't get on the machine all weekend. So I haven't even gotten to try your new code.
2: (laughs) Yeah, say we didn't get to hang on with you much. I know. At the show. I know Dave and I were running around like crazy. It's nonstop for us.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's funny when you're there, it's like a networking jam, right? You're like trying to get. With everybody you can, and rub elbows and you you know talked. I was talking to Ben. Heck, I was talking to, you know. I I saw Eugene. I saw I met all these guys in the industry, and I'm like, I have to say hi. I have to say hi, and so you know I I, I didn't play as many games as I wanted to, but I did play a fair amount of classics. How about you
3: guys? Very little, very little. Uh, you know we played some of the some of the other indie developers there, Galactic Battleground and uh death ball and i played the new iron maiden pin because it happened to be right next to where we were (laughs) and quite honestly that was all i played the whole weekend what'd you think of that iron maiden pin i liked it i thought it was cool you know i'm not a a, aficionado by any means but i you know i like to play Um, yeah yeah i I enjoyed it i thought it was fun yeah cool
0: um and uh, how about you shane did you play anything fun
2: Man, I, in terms of total amount of play time, it's easily under an hour. I must've had at most like half hour and, and uh, yeah, like Dave said, we played death ball, galactic battlegrounds, some of those other games. And um, I did play the iron maiden pinball as well. Other than that, like (laughs) it's not much at all. Uh, That's okay. So uh, the first segment of
0: the show is, you know, what you've been working on in the hobby. So let's kick it off. Shane, I'm going to let you go first since you're already talking.
2: Yeah, sure. So in terms of I, so guests or listeners, I am an arcade collector, as well as you know uh, Adam and and uh, Mark collects as well. Mm-hmm. That's correct. We have we're okay.
0: Big, big time res- restoration guys and collectors. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So I have I don't know I have about like twenty machines at this point. And um, most recent acquisition, I picked up a really really nice, super clean rip off by Cinematronics. Uh, super original. Still has the original vinyl in it on it and everything like that. Um, I, one really neat thing from MGC is got to talk with Eugene Jarvis and I had my Robotron and my defender at the show. So that was really awesome meeting him. We played Cosmotrons with, with Eugene and then I had him come over and he signed my Robotron and my defender. So that was, that was a very special experience.
0: I'm super jealous. He's been on our, oh, I love the ding. So I, I, um, I'm super jealous because, uh, we want to get him on the show. Uh, if not just to talk about raw thrills. Sure. But I have a Robotron cocktail and, uh, and I have a signed business card from the first time I saw him at MGC. It's under the glass, but it's not the same as having him sign the actual machine. Yeah. So that's pretty damn cool. Good job.
2: Yeah, that was, that was really special. And then my friend, Jason, Jason is a lot of people know him. Uh, he's big vector guy. He had, he was very close to having every single vector machine, and he's partying with some of them now. So I'm getting a couple more vector games from him. A nice Omega Race, a Lunar Lander, and an Asteroids. So kind of a lot of vectors these last couple days, which I'm excited about. Sweet. Are
1: yeah. we talking about Jason Kopp?
2: Uh No, Jason Mazurik.
1: Oh, another Jason.
2: Yes. <laughs> <Let's see.
1: laughs> I'm looking for an app that automatically rings. It like, sounds like the bell at the bellhop station. So just, you guys pretty that good.
0: One. I, I, that was actually really a good ding. I like that quite a bit. So, uh, Dave, what have you been... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Shane, what have you been working on in the hobby?
2: Well, like, actually, besides just kind of acqu- acquiring, um, well, really... I- our time, the time that I used to spend working on my games and cars and stuff like that, it's now like a hundred percent devoted to Cosmotrons. Sure. So I'm not really doing tons of time like working on my actual machines or doing like cap kits or uh, yeah. fixing stuff up and so on. It's more so like time that I would normally spend is just for <clears throat> full blown Cosmotrons time time now.
0: Sweet. Well, with that, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take my turn. I don't usually go right away. I usually wait till somebody forces me to go so uh, but you said cap kit which is interesting and i'll get to that in a minute but i bought uh an mm1 row ami jukebox uh recently and it's kind of rare um it's from 1967 and it's a beautiful machine and the pictures of of the mm1 that you can find on the internet are are all kind of crappy so i got to take some pictures of mine because it's in gorgeous shape but you know beautiful chrome lines red accents and a carousel uh, front glass. And uh, I bought it for uh, $220 at a a local um, estate sale outlet. So they buy out estate sales, and then they sell all the stuff. They categorize it and sell it, and there was a jukebox there, and I talked them down at $220. I took it home, and it was too cold, and they didn't have the key. So I ordered a key, and I was just hoping for the best. Well, last weekend it was warm enough, so I cracked the thing open, and inside there was a box of uh, 45s. That had uh, been stacked in there, and you know, like mail order. There's about thirty of them in there, and I had already gotten a bunch of forty-fives with it, and it, and it's loaded up. But it's all fifties and sixties, and it's rock and roll and country from that era. So I'll probably not keep it all, but there's some fun stuff in there.
1: What are you gonna? What's your time era that you're gonna put? You know, it's gonna. It,
0: well, if I keep it, it's gonna go eighties or seventies. Of course, seventies or eighties, and that's. <laughs> that's uh, mostly probably late 70s early 80s in that box Ooh. but um, but yeah so I um, I got this thing and then I started digging around in there and I found a night a thermostat a Honeywell thermostat from which probably is from 1967 also and then like a, a mounting plate so clearly he had used the the jukebox as storage. There was a speaker in there a brand new speaker like he had uh, maybe thought there was a problem with the speaker and and then there was a coffee can. And in the coffee can there was a rag and a volume control. And I'm like, okay, so maybe maybe he thought the volume went out or something so he ordered an extra volume control. And so um I took the rag and the volume control out and the coffee can was half full of quarters. Whoa. $114.50. I was going to say, count it up. Yes, he did. So uh my jukebox just got substantially mm-hmm. cheaper. So, so you gave the guy back his quarters? Or? <laughs> no, he's dead. The guy's dead. I'm sorry. So, anyway, I, I um, I, I was fixing it all up. <laughs> you're dingy. You're dingy. <laughs> I think if you just do it right from where you are right now, it'll just work fine. You know, you don't have to hold it up to the mic. It just works. There's
1: like a long delay.
0: There it goes. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, there was all kinds of problems with the Mac. So I, 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 um, got the WD-40 out and I, uh, cleaned the idler wheel and I got everything working. It was returning records and everything's functioning except for there's no sound. And so what I think happened is this guy thought, well, there's a problem with the sound. So I'm going to replace my volume control. And, uh, it probably started with one channel going out first cause he bought a speaker and then he's like, well, nothing's working now. So I'm going to buy a volume control and then he never did anything with it. So my guess is that the amp is totally toast and I bought a complete cap kit for the power amp board and the preamp board. And I'm going to do a cap kit this weekend on the thing and hopefully get it working. So that's what I've been working on in the hobby. Dude. Good times. Hey, let's hand it off to Dave. Dave Fur,
3: Welcome to the show. Hey guys. So I I don't have any great story about cap kits or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and, and like Shane said, a lot of my time lately has been just absolutely focused on Cosmotrons. You know, we got a lot of, we got a lot going on right now. Um, the one thing I guess, you know, at, at MGC, I'll show you guys something. I had brought my, because I do have a, a decent collection of old video games. Yeah, right uh, on, right um, on. You know, some classics. And one of my favorites from back in the day is General Chaos. And Brian Cullen was at, at MGC, obviously. Is that a Sega game? Yeah, from Sega Genesis. It was nice. the first so he signed uh he signed it, he signed the the, the book, the cartridge, the cover. Um, so that was really awesome. Him. We've met him a few times before. Well, who is and, it again? You know, Brian Colen. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. also made games Rampage. Brand- you know, right on uh, Arch Rivals. Um, yep. just watched an interview with that football pig skin, yep yeah. yeah, so this was I I don't know. How early on, but I, I believe this was, you know, at the beginning of what they call Game Refuge, which is a company he still, you know, does things with, uh, a company that he, I believe he created, um, and this was this was the first four player game, uh, first game on the Genesis uses a four player adapter. Um, Sweet, I have that. So thing. it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's 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 a cool game if you haven't played it. I, I, it's uh, one of those games. Uh, another one, you know, kind of a team cooperative. You can play two v two stuff like that. Sweet. And uh, I had a lot of fun playing that as a kid. So All right, so I have a that's... couple of
0: questions for you as a Sega owner. Can you give a, uh, Sega enthusiasts and people that are interested in the platform a few pieces of advice? First of all, I'm going to ask you a question. Which controller do you find the best to use oh, with the Sega
3: Genesis, <laughs> a.k.a. Mega Drive? Man, there was there was so many of them. I, I'm not even sure. I... I might just have to go with the with the stock controller, you know, just oh the three these, button, these the big ass, yeah. that that sw- that
0: squishy piece of junk. What? <laughs> oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. Can't even believe you said that. Okay, six button Japanese controller. Boom. You got to have that thing. Six button. I don't know that I have a six button. Japanese you need to controller. get one.
1: I'll send you one.
0: Give I'll me have your to address. to check that out.
1: Give me your address and I'll send you one. Hey, wait. You need to send Aaron his uh, Donkey Kong sticker. Oh, Now that you were just reminded me, where's it at? Is that it? This is it. Oh wow! I haven't even opened it. Oh man! I was just gonna
0: put it right in the mail to Aaron. Okay, okay. Well,
1: sorry, sorry. Totally just dis- you know. Plus sidebar, I owe you.
0: Plus I over. owe you a t-shirt and a fidget spinner and some other stuff. Oh
1: wow! My wife wants a t-shirt.
0: Oh shoot! My my address was on it. So was Jordan's.
1: It's okay. You, you moved it so fast, uh, you, you couldn't see it. I was so, waiting for you to slow it
3: down to where people were going to be like, oh, I'm going to mail you something. Or I'm going to
0: mail you some. I'm going to send gonna... some
3: pizza to your house. You're oh, going to get like beer bombs in the mail or something. My oh, my gosh. I do that to Adam.
0: Oh, that would be so awesome. I'm totally sending you a package next week, Mark. <laughs> you know gosh, I mean? I'm going to be out of town, so. <laughs> hey, it's okay. You can pick it up when you get back. Dang it. <laughs> it's jello pudding <laughs> oh no no it's going to jails what's happening <laughs> convicted on three counts anyway moving on so uh, <laughs> all right any 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 favorite games besides that one dave fur you know
3: be- uh, from the sega era or just everywhere
0: well, okay, yeah. So, all right, uh, well, that could be an interview question. I was yeah, focusing on that Sega. Could,
3: that could go all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For Sega, you know, I man, I, I, I just I was watching there at the MGC. They had that huge screen, and they kept playing different games on them on those huge screens. And for a while, they were playing Sonic, and that brought back some, <laughs> you know, memories. Yeah, yeah. Um, NBA Jam. I Sonic always really, and I always really like that. Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles. There were so many good games all all the Mortal Kombats played played those a lot. You know, um, yeah, and those were
0: good on the Sega. Those were great ports, you know. I I think yeah. they were. Yeah, so um that leads us uh, to to Mark. What have you been working on in the hobby?
1: Okay, so in the hobby, I picked up a Mortal Kombat 4 and a Mortal Kombat 1 cabinet when I was almost in Mexico. I pulled the board Sweet. out, it would it wasn't I mean, the lights were coming on. By the way, that's a weird board. It's all surface-mounted and very modern-looking, even though it was 1997. Well, oh, that just reminded me I bought a Tron board today. Interesting. And you, and you didn't talk about it. No. Nope. We've moved on. Yep. wait. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Anyway, so it's broken, and then I wrote to Xenomorph on Clov to see if he could fix it, and then he recommended some other guy who hasn't logged in since January. And I emailed him, and he still hasn't replied. I think that man... Is either stuck under something heavy or dead, so um, I'm not. I'm not sure who's going to fix my Mortal Kombat 4 board. Um, there's that. Uh, I have to go to Las Vegas. There's a party that I, is renting my Delorean, so I'm going to drive Saturday and Sunday, and then you know make a very relaxed pace. And then the party's on Monday night, and then as fast as possible, I'm driving back and then on friday i'm going to nebraska to hang out with my wife's grandma and the and the, like her cousins are getting uh you know graduated and and stuff i don't know it's, it's gonna be but by the way everything is around thursdays so i'm always here at the house on by by the next thursday sweet i hope you appreciate that i do appreciate is that, that it let's see mk board's dead <laughs> yeah okay Check that's out everything that's noteworthy All I right, did so... have, like, the I did have the chance to buy a Tempest and a Kix for, like, an incredibly, like, super low price. But I was about to leave for Disney, uh, and I, I gave that to Aaron, and he picked them up. Oh, good.
0: At least somebody got it,
1: right? Yes. That's Sweet. How I, that's, yes. Karma, hopefully. Come on, Karma. Let's
0: all right. Go. I'm, I'm going to do a little fan service here, and I'm going to, right now, I'm going to put up the uh, pictures from the APB install or uh, restore that I did. Uh, it's on CLAV. You can find it on CLAV. Is it, is it showing up on the screen right now?
1: I can't. No, ju- I just see your face.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: I, I might, it might. Uh, it, oh wait, you may be putting it up on uh, the yeah the yeah. stream.
0: You're putting it up on the stream. So yep. right now I'm just showing a couple of the pictures of what it looked like when we first got it home and it had been dropped. Uh, it, <laughs> so it, it was a skew, you know, uh, it had been popped up all the staples had been popped out of the side of the machine everything was totally worn so you know it it's just and then i have a few restoration pictures here that kind of show where it where it ended up and um so my friend um eric and i did a little woodworking on this thing these are sort of before and after pictures you can kind of see we did a I'm fairly. I kind of them. love that silver T molding. I I don't think I have a game that chrome. Oh wait,
1: my my Royal Rumble has that.
0: Yeah, the chrome is pretty nice. Chrome, I see. Yeah, and you know I didn't do much with the stickers because you know I couldn't. Yeah. You know, they were pretty bad. But you know a little bit of paint here and there. You know we did a lot of work on the cabinet internally. Um, and there's the. There's the T-bar for the seat. It's not really complicated.
1: I think we could probably reproduce that um, if we needed to. Man. You should and, reproduce. I'm enjoying. Uh, I got all my, my coin boxes that are Atari cocktail coin boxes, and I'm shipping, selling them now, $75 a pop, ship that that's including shipping. So everybody, go to Clav and buy my shit.
0: <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and those coin boxes are they? What are they? What are they for? So I, I had this thing whole powder coated. A
1: whole bunch of different games. Just a lot. Almost all the Atari cocktails, not the regular asteroids, and and not the weirdly shaped, you know, tempests that are like, 19 inch monitors. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, you you put me on the spot. Is it's like a list of ten or fifteen. Yeah, so I I they make this they used to make this stuff called Strip Fast
0: Power Stripper by Zinzer, and it's like it's illegal now. You can't buy it anymore. Oh, it's too bad. But this stuff would just take. You could pull it off like a balloon if you look at this picture right here. Well, oh, I think I've used that before. It's fantastic, and they don't make it anymore. So I I got to find another toxic. You had to wear gloves. Yeah, it, it
2: must be causing cancer or something. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: it was burning. It would burn into your skin. It was bad.
2: Oh, I have
0: one like that. I'll go find.
1: A, I'll I'll go bring it.
0: Yeah, you got. We got to figure out something else to use for that. But here's me cleaning off. I mean, just just meticulous. He's, look at how it's like a rubber band. It pulls off like a balloon. Uh, it's just the coolest thing. So a little spray paint. Uh, <laughs> I upholstered the seat. Yeah,
1: is that your first upholstery job? Yeah,
0: can you tell? <laughs> it's pretty shitty. <laughs> but huh. it's it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah. There's there she be totally stripped Spot down. Her.
1: Yeah, that looks good.
0: Yep. And um yeah, so we put in some reinforcement, build a new back door. I mean, this thing was really messed was up. Like a teeny tiny
1: camera in the seat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Bondo. Uh, you know, to make everything smooth. Painted it all up. And then Rich from this old game actually does the artwork. So if you want to Reproduction artwork Oh I also reproduced the uh, The instruction card That sits in the back of the door So that old thing Has a brand new And I cut a hole for ventilation And put a fan in for the monitor So we made our own new back door out of plywood Which made the thing about 20 pounds lighter Oh and somebody had put in micro switches And I had to switch everything back to leaf So that was fun
1: Those bastards
0: Yeah so, ultimately, this is the piece of crap I brought home, and um, that's the thing that I have now. Oh, oh yeah. Is she beautiful or what? I so?
1: bet the gameplay's weird.
0: Right? <laughs> I love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Repro the seat for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice. I had to share that. Casey,
0: you deserve that.
1: Good... Oh, and speaking of Rich, he actually is mailing me a uh, vector. I mean, he he did a marquee of the Nintendo Hellifier that I right sent him the artwork for, so that's coming. Sweet. We're all going to have Nintendo Hellifiers this year. <laughs> Great.
0: It's the arcade
3: news with Adam Stevens. Stevens.
0: My gosh, we have a couple of interesting news articles this week. Arcade Classic Tenured Fight. Tenured, tenured. Let me try that again. Arcade Classic Ten Yard Fight is the Switch's first football game. Sorry, but if you were hoping for Tecmo Bull, you might be disappointed. Nintendo has been keen to capitalize on nostalgia, however, its latest attempt has us scratching our heads. Next week, uh, and by this, this is brought to, you, brought to you by Engadget, by the way. Next week, the Switch will have a football game to call its own, but rather than, say, a classic Madden or Mutant League football or EA or Tecmo Bowl, we're getting 10-yard fight for $8. The, original, uh, <laughs> the game originally appeared on the NES back in 1985. Actually, it was an arcade game as well, uh, and a two-year delay after its arcade debut. So, apparently uh came out and 83 right so uh mark you can do map uh, what was what was your opinion of this game because i actually loved uh i really 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 love 10 yard fight
1: yeah i mean i don't think you don't usually see it much it's usually in a converted cab sure i like it i but
0: i but i i i played it in the arcade and i loved the nintendo game it it was it was pretty crude um it, it might as well have been atari uh <laughs> in some respects because hmm. the graphics weren't super advanced or anything what uh now Shane and Dave uh did you ever play 10 yard fight
2: I'm sure I've played it on the NES at some point but definitely Tecmo Super Bowl that was my my go-to NES football oh game.
0: man Tecmo Super Bowl there's there's yeah. no other game like it it's perfect yeah. I have it right here in the box it's fantastic
3: what about you Dave I, Sam I think I maybe played it on NES but I have never played the arcade. Yeah, yeah. The arcade and, and, and Taco Ball was my jam. Well, I got to say was, the, that was the... a little
0: shout out to uh, Grand Slam and Egan. Uh that's where I play 10 year at fight. So I
1: love Grand Slam uh-huh. even still. Yeah, I'm so sad it's
0: not really the same as it used to be. Now,
1: all those redemption games. I I do enjoy the you know the electric light games or whatever. What do you call it where you get to shoot people? <laughs> laser tag laser tag yes <laughs> you know you know it's an interesting
0: thing about laser tag um 1978 ish they released a bunch of star trek toys under the south bend brand and they had phasers with nine volt batteries in them
1: oh remember, weird do you I, those? I, the phaser i got shot little colored discs and um uh, i was having a great time until i lost all of them <laughs>
0: I'm just so, trying to remember if I have that thing in this
1: room or not. Dude, this room has everything in it.
0: But the the Phaser's were the first laser tag game I ever played. And it was cool because you aimed the gun at the other gun and if the cameras saw each other, you would get a noise and if you, if they there was a ricochet if you weren't quite lined up. And you could shoot out of mirrors and stuff too, so it was it was um it was pretty neat. We got those for Christmas one year, the four cousins. And we played a lot of kill each other with phasers. Anyway, moving on to the next uh, news article. SNK may be making a mini console stuffed with arcade classics. This comes from TechCrunch. If you've worked through the amazing selection of games provided by the NES and SNES Classic Editions, you may be in luck. SNK, the legendary arcade game creator behind the likes of Metal Slug and Samurai Showdown, is teasing what it looks like is its own tiny arcade cabinet. As part of the company's 40th anniversary, the shrouded gadget definitely doesn't look like a Neo Geo or even a Neo Geo Pocket. Gizmodo notes that the description mentions a new game machine, but no details beyond that. Boy, this sounds like I like the Atari box, doesn't it? And and the tail—I'm sorry—the tall, boxy outline suggests a small arcade cabinet, and the slab in front of it looks like an arcade controller. It wouldn't be a particularly original creation. There are dozens of tiny arcade cabinets with built-in games. But the truth is, none of them are particularly good. Uh, They're novelties. Perfect fun for a laugh. And pass it around the room and people are like, I used to love this game when I was a kid. But uh, compared to their impressive, you know, with the impressive solidity of a real arcade uh, controllers and all the Neo Geo's itself, it just isn't there. So... If I had to guess, I'd say this is an arcade cabinet-style console with improved internals, a decent screen to accommodate games newer than 1996 on a separate, perhaps even wireless, arcade controller. The price? Mm, probably around 200 or 250 Extra controller? Mm, $50, 60 bucks, And uh, they could probably be way off. Um, but anyway, what do you think about that? SNK uh, classics? What kind of classics would we get from SNK? Mm. Good stuff. Oh, you got
2: to you got to have Metal Slug, right? Like
0: all of them. <laughs> they they made a crap ton of, of sports games though, didn't they?
2: Baseball Stars. That's that's a really yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah, SNK. So
0: yeah, Baseball Stars was good. It was a good that was a good franchise. And mm. you know I don't hmm.
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. Say um bu- um Bust a Move, Samurai Showdown. Wait a minute,
0: Bust a Move was Taito, wasn't it?
2: Oh yeah yeah. I'm just I guess I'm just thinking because it. You're you're right because it was always on the Neo Geo. Sure, MVS. Sure. Yeah,
0: so I'm thinking yeah, they have like Double Dragon. Was that them or or no? That was a Neo Geo, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Neo Geo.
2: Cause there's I've... a a dra- Double Dragon fighting game on the MVS, but it's terrible.
0: Yeah, so I wonder what SNK titles like. What is their what is their King name? of Fighters? Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. yeah, baseball is all I can think of. Like, I'm very sad now. <laughs> the King of Fighters, you're right. King of Fighters, that was theirs. Was that as good as, like, other fighting games, or is it as good?
2: I, I've i played it a decent amount, but not enough to, like, like really get into it and learn it. I'm, I've am i always been a 2D Street Fighter guy. A, any 2D Street Fighter game, nothing compares to me. <laughs> I love Street Fighter. That's good stuff.
0: But I, I also like weird stuff, like um, Toshinden 2, you know, PlayStation 1. Debut, fun. Oh game. sure,
2: yeah. So that was a, one of the early uh, polygon yeah. fighters, right?
0: Yeah, and it's in its own right, it's quite nice. But anyway, so I I think uh, you know, back in '82,
2: I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back back to the, to the cave. cave with
3: with time runner. Why are things so heavy
2: in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull?
1: Hey guys, get in the DeLorean. We're going back to April twenty sixth, nineteen eighty four. A mere thirty four years ago. Eighty four. And we're also go- yeah, right. <laughs> and we're dragging Shane and Dave with us uh, over there. We're gonna find out if they care or were they even alive back then. I don't know. <laughs> they do look pretty young. We
0: were both alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the answer is correct.
1: <laughs> all right now what's your recollection of 1984 is it fresh or were you like you know two and not recording you know what, what's going on <laughs> dave's a little
3: bit D- dave's an old guy i'm the younger oh, one.
0: oh listen Got to it. this okay. listen to him bust him out this isn't even funny yeah anymore. that
3: that wasn't even nice <laughs> wow <laughs> i was i was two i say my recollection is uh, about zero okay <laughs> well then, this will be, uh, you know, uh, we're gonna fill in the gaps
1: then. Uh, as far as arcade news on April 26, 1984, Duck Hunt, the light gun shooter video game developed and published by Nintendo for the NES. It was released in Japan on April twenty first, 1984. So, you know, just a few days off. I can't believe it. It took like a year and a half to be released in North America uh, as a as a. I guess it was the launch game for the NES. Uh, and, and duck hunt players use the NES zapper. They shoot ducks. I really enjoy that game. I, I was disappointed to learn the dog doesn't have a name. It's called the <laughs> duck hunt dog. <laughs> he deserves to have a name. What I, would you I, name I, that dog, Adam? If he if I would you name to, him asshole.
0: Oh, he is kind of a jerk. <laughs> He's a jerk. Like every time yeah. he pops up, I'm like you friggin' asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Sorry. Well, unless you shot all the ducks and he carries them, it doesn't laugh
0: you. name. I wouldn't... wouldn't, Anybody in the chat got a name for that damn dog? Because he's
1: so annoying. Uh, Well, while we're looking for that answer, the box office was just burning up. Burning! Breaking, also known as Breakdance the Movie, also known as Break Street 84 in the UK, was an 84 American breakdancing-themed comedy-slash-drama the film setting, and this is where uh, the reason why I picked this date, it was inspired by a nineteen eighty-three German documentary titled Breaking and Enterin. And <laughs> it was set in the multiracial hip hop club Radiotron.
0: Oh my god.
1: That's right. It was in uh that's a that was a club based out of MacArthur Park in Los Angeles. Uh, many of the artists and dancers from the documentary, including Ice T who makes his film debut as Club MC and Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers went straight from the documentary to star in the movie. <laughs> Robotron. Oh, Radiotron, rather. Yeah. Weird, huh? It's They tore it down, like, in one year. Uh, the city was going to tear it down, and then they tried to, like, stop it. And, you know, th- that's actually the theme of Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, and in the movie, they convinced the city and they saved the club. But in real life, the city didn't give a shit and they destroyed it. <laughs> Good times. That's funny. And so what was the what was the weirdest thing on TV on April 26, 1984? You're lucky you missed this one. Jim Carrey's first lead role in a Hollywood production was a little TV show on this exact night called The Duck Factory. Have you ever heard of it? I, no. Okay. I, th- I thought it was uh, Earth Girls are easy. His, his Well, no, this is before that. This is his first, wow. you know, b- not doing stand-up, but doing a Hollywood production. Uh, the premiere episode introduced Skip Tarkenton. who is, is he G- related Jerry to Fran? Fran, no. But I think that that name must have been fresh in their minds because that's incredible. It was still hanging around right there. Tangent, tangent. As a matter of fact,
0: did anyone see Super Troopers 2 this
1: weekend? No. No. <laughs> oh my God, was so funny. As a matter of fact, it, on the same night, that's incredible. how to repeat. Okay. But any anyway, well, roboting, roboting. Can you, can you be both? Oh, am I roboting? Oh, but not no anymore. Get closer? Yeah, no, no, okay. You, go ahead and try again. He played an optimistic young man. Who came to Hollywood.
0: Back at it he, Wait. Oh,
1: what? I keep hearing you talking. What's going on? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> um. Gosh, dang it! Where was I? <laughs> I totally derailed your segment. You threw me off, right? <laughs> Adam does this in every episode.
0: <laughs> it's my job.
1: So he's, he's a cartoonist. There's a show called The Duck Factory. The main cartoon is The Dippy Duck Show. The series sucked. It, it got canceled after like nine episodes. Uh, tonight's episode was called The Annies, which I guess Tonight, is a cartoon like a word show. Anyway, whatever. Let's move on to the next segment. Segment? <laughs> What's in the juke? Oh, my gosh. I get to play Adam's this. not ready. <laughs> Wait, oh, I, I What's re- in the juke? Hello, and welcome to What's in the Juke. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. What song is that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. That was funny. In this
1: segment, we've picked 10 songs at random from around this time. Yeah. And w- along with our listeners, well, actually, only the listeners in this case, <laughs> oh you know what the guys could try to guess too why not i mean the, i kind of gave him some hints before the show though. you did oh man well anyway <laughs> there's some good ones here because i'm sure you had to queue up everything <laughs> i did i and so today i alphabetized them so that the order would be sort of unique all right so we're gonna play the first clip is that what i'm hearing the first clip There we yeah. go. <laughs> nice i can play that whole song on the piano good for you yeah good for you Oh, boy. Casey and
0: Randy are getting into it right now. Uh-oh. I think Randy's ready, but Casey was putting his kids to bed. Up, oh, Casey answered it. Against all <laughs> we, odds. Okay, we got against all odds, but who's the artist? Phil he Collins. And that is correct.
3: He got it. Wow.
0: So That's skills right there. Full point, right? Full point. Point. <laughs> all right, here we go. Second clip. Oh, uh, here we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to wake up to that on repeat. Yeah.
0: That's two seconds, by the way. Nice. I, I, if Eurythmics, Randy, Randy gets the band, and who gets the song? The song is Ring. Here Comes the Rain Again. Oh, a split point. Oh,
1: it's okay, so you got the title. Yep. I it's, think it's just our two contenders. All right.
0: Next, Next track. I love that song. (laughs) That was two seconds. Also, (laughs) well, then you got to pipe down there. You can't just put in z z z z. You gotta (laughs) right. You
1: You may have hopped over a song,
2: but I don't know if that matters. Say, uh, no doubt, read, no doubt, covered that song. That's correct. Yes, she did. Yep, Talk Talk. Yep, I got that
0: half of it. So that is Talk Talk is the correct band. And the song is <laughs> oh, he got both, I think Randall neck and neck Randall's or they got like one and a half points each. Yeah, that's right, all right, cool. next song, this one's gonna be easy <laughs> classic. <laughs> I remember being in, I think it was sixth grade when this came out. Right.
1: I was in a French class and there was two twin girls, and they were kind of cute, except for they had like S- Steve Perry noses, and they looked like Steve Perry, and then that sort of ruined it. <laughs> we're
0: gonna have to give half a point to Randy and half a point to Casey on this last. Tied again because "Oh Cherry" not the right title. Oh, Sherry is the correct title. Randy got it. Steve Perry is correct. Casey Relford. So half and half. So now they have each have two points. Is that correct? That's no. correct. All right, here we go. I, I just want to play Save the it. whole name song for that. that. Just like one of my favorite songs. like a hurricane, but I don't know the band Oh! Wait, oh. Right? I just gave it away to the audience. That's okay. That's right. Casey got it. And then Scorpions he got a point, full point on that bad boy.
1: There's a nice delay where that doesn't matter.
0: Right. A guess ahead
1: of them. Mm-hmm. All right, Casey. Pulling ahead. All right, here we go.
0: <laughs> Come on, I type Scorpions. Did you see Scorpions? I didn't see it. Randy, did you hit enter? Or did it yeah, say you're it. talking too much? <laughs> Poor guy.
1: <laughs> oh man. Casey doubling, doubling his score. Wow.
0: Excellent. I'm gonna I went out of order. I'm gonna play one one clip that I didn't play earlier. I missed a song, so here we go. This is a hard one.
1: I don't even remember this song. So I don't know where you pulled this one from, but it's in the same, it was in the top 40. Really? Just must have sneaked in there. And it was pretty high. Oh, Randy got it. Wow. Are you okay. kidding me? Some people like that stuff. Alan oh, purse yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. That's a long time.
0: Wow, I, I'm impressed. Wow, I'm impressed. That That's pretty freaking awesome, you guys. Okay, here we go. Um, the next song. Uh, uh, where's my little mouse? Here we go.
2: <laughs> that's a tough clip.
1: I barely remember that.
2: Oh, I. I'm an MJ fan, so. Oh, there you go. Oh. Me too. Me he's too. He's in it. It's, he it's is not in by it. him, but he's
0: in it. He's in. That's correct. Yep. Somebody's watching me. I'm gonna give it to him. Rockwell. Yep. there we go. You guys are good.
1: So good. (laughs) It's a good arcade song.
0: Yeah, it is perfect. And and I think I heard a rumor that Michael was asked to do the backing vocals as a favor to uh, the the head of um, Motown at the time. So here we go.
1: (laughs) Were you stepping on like aluminum just now? What was that? (laughs)
0: I can't play any more than that <laughs> hard of <laughs> rock and roll yeah. yep and the artist is of course <sighs> oh it's that guy with the band Ride faster
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the next clip yeah. Is... <laughs> Is. I think like we've it. had this one before. We had we had a clip by them last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a lot of hits. Yeah, they did.
0: You listen in the fake news. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go.
1: I think that'll do it. That's weird. It's like I only heard like the left channel just now.
0: Rand he's got that yep. part. Yep. And... Nope.
1: <laughs> this is tough. I'll give you a hint. If you hit your knee <laughs> in just the right place...
0: Oh, Randy got it. Uh, all right. S- squeaked in another half point.
1: Sweet. Okay, so final match: Casey six point five points, Randy three point five points. Oh yeah. Uh, We'll mail you the trophy uh, at a later date. (laughs) All right, and that was back to the cage.
0: What's in the juke? Da da da.
1: Right. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right. Well, I I, looks like Bob did not call in this week, so we're gonna go straight to. Uh, the fanfare straight
1: to straight to voicemail straight to voicemail.
0: Yeah. But, Oh, we have a voicemail.
1: Is there? Yeah. There is a voicemail in here. Huh? Huh. I should probably play it. Oh, I get to watch all of your, uh, the stuff that you're typing. Hey, this is Matt Ron guys. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we had a voicemail. I'm going to
0: get this, uh, this queued up. You guys can, can you see the cosmetrons thing? We're going to,
1: that's going to be, I can see the text. This is going to be fun. Now I see the Cosmetrons.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I didn't know we had a voicemail here. Let's see how this, this works play it, out. Play it raw. All right. Hey,
1: this uh, Cosmetron guys and you, you other arcade guys out there this is your buddy, Bob Zarzadek, control panel expert. Uh, this will be my fastest phone call ever. I only have like one minute to talk, so I'm kind of sort of stuck here at what they call the big house, <laughs> the, the clink. <laughs> uh, the iron bar Hilton uh, started to uh, rebuild that Radiotron place in the middle of this park and apparently you know you need permits and such and also you have Uh oh <laughs> <laughs> they must have cut his call short well wow, I wonder what he was talking about I't know that idea. was but the police must have grabbed him I guess yeah, oh that's terrible they must have caught him on the
0: phone all right here we go Please welcome to the show one more time, Shane and Dave from Cosmotron. Why, hello there! <laughs> hello. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. You guys doing have
2: great. had a pretty successful year. Um, it's been crazy. See, so if you think about it, like exactly a year ago is when we first ran into you at MGC
0: 2017. It was. Um, and and I played. Uh, your game multiple times there and it was fantastic so i'm going to play a little clip uh here of of the gameplay while i ask you a couple questions and then i'm going to put put it back on you guys because i think um for those of you that don't know about this this game look it up right now uh Cosmotrons, uh arcadaholics uh p- posting a lot of stuff there huh so that's good right so <laughs> that's great that's great so cosmetrons there's their their logo uh and uh, there's a little gameplay coming up here i'm just gonna fast forward a little bit into the game and hit play. there you go i'm gonna silence that woman <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's actually dave
0: <laughs> dave you sound fantastic and british and elderly <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's my uh, elderly British lady impression.
2: That's pretty good. Do it live,
3: Dave. Do it. Do it live for everybody. I I would I would be forced to give away secrets that I oh. divulge.
0: Okay, so while this is going, uh, first of all, why don't you give us uh, a little bit? of, I'm going to go backwards here. Give us a little rundown of what Cosbatrons is. Uh, either Dave or Shane, go ahead and give us. Sure. Yeah. You know.
2: Cosmotrons, four-player space battle arcade game that deals with gravity. And one of the big things about our game, you get to choose the spaceship setup of your choice and battle against your friends through dangerous territories. That's our little elevator pitch. I'll
3: let Dave add more. <laughs> nice. I think I think it was supposed to be uh, space battle mayhem. Space no. battle mayhem. Is- I, I think you need to get that new statement run by uh, HR <laughs> or PR. Yeah. Something like that. Space battle be him at the Metrodome. <laughs> Cosmodome. That would be, that'd be kind of cool if we get Cosmotrons <laughs> on the big screen. The Metrodome. <laughs> I'd go for it. I'd go there for that. At the Cosmodome.
2: <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna rename it to Cosmodome. Uh, sweet, I like it. Sweet. So um awesome.
0: It, yeah. So you both uh have something to do with this game. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, so, are you asking our roles then? or?
0: Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, each of your roles and, and how you came up with this interesting uh, vector graphics that's not vector graphics game.
2: Sure. So, it all kind of started about like 2015-ish. Just going through different games, like different indie games and, and collecting arcade machines and stuff like that. There's a very specific type of game that I wanted to play. I wanted to play a multiplayer gravity-based space battle game. And I couldn't find anything that really existed or anything that was kind of, I don't know, that that was, uh, that met that. So uh, finally a year later, after kind of those feelings brewing up and stewing, it's like, okay, I'm going to try, you know, nobody's created this thing, I guess. Hey, let's try making it ourselves. So um, I made a very bad prototype of the game that was still fun. It proved the, the gameplay was fun and showed it to Dave. Dave and I have been good buddies for about 14 years now um, and we've, we've game together and so on. So I'll show the prototype to Dave and then I'll let Dave take over at, at this point here.
3: Yeah. So Shane showed me the prototype. Um, I guess he had a bunch of questions about, you know, the next steps with the game and how to program it. And um, <laughs> we've kind of, we've kind of told the story a couple of times where I felt like I was telling him all this stuff and he's looking at me and I, I I just got the feeling he was kind of glassy-eyed and not really understanding what I was talking about. And I, I think that's the point where I kind of understood I was going to take over the programming. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, and so glad am I that he did.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. So sort of a joint effort. And then um, here you go, Dave. Do all the work. <laughs> no. <laughs> just all the kidding.
2: programming work, that's for sure.
0: So who did, Okay, so there's some awesome music in the game. Tell me who does the music.
2: Yeah, so the music is actually... That was just did tons of searching on actually new grounds and all over the internet too. And tons of searching on new grounds um, came across Chris's music. Chris is a gentleman out in Germany and he, we, we contacted him. I liked a lot of his music. We contacted him and um, he agreed to let us use it in the game. So, which was amazing. And, and our Cosmotron's theme song he made specifically for our game, which was really cool.
0: Sweet. And then there's a seriously, there's a British lady in your in your game now. She wasn't there before,
2: right, right. So that's one of the things that we did is we we wanted to add in voiceover, so to add kind of a little bit more flavor to the game, but also so players could more easily know what to do because people uh, tend to not want to read information ah, very true. Um, so, so okay, well, let's we'll put it visually on the screen for you and so you can also hear it. and you got this this nice British. A woman's voice kind of telling you what to do and kind of like the image of, um, think about M from James Bond. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, that's kind of what we were kind of going for with that.
0: And maybe even uh, Money Penny at that point.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like a combination of those two. So so then, in terms of back to our roles, yeah. So man. that's definitely in terms of Dave, definitely the programming side. And then in terms of like the game design, game design theory, uh, the visuals, you know, that side, that was my role. And then the, the cabinet design those types of things too so it's been like i don't know it's been so awesome like dave and i just our different strengths combining and it just it's worked so well for us
0: very cool so uh i just put a uh, a picture of the um Cosmotron cabinets up your newest uh two cabinets are in the on the right um tell us a little bit about what it took to build these gorgeous cabinets
2: well, it's, it's definitely hours and hours and hours. this an insane amount of time designing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: 3D modeling, even like drawing on paper, um, and then just making like prototypes, like even like, say the control panel. I couldn't tell you how many hours we have in just designing the control panel. And each one of those machines has a different control panel. And the middle one's the production machines, so we're finally there. Uh, it, like just, for example, you draw it up on paper, you 3D model it, and then you make it out of cardboard and actually stick buttons in it. (laughs) and You get, okay, uh, Juanita, my wife, come stand next to me. Let's see how this feels space-wise. And Dave too, and my dad, you know, I'll stand at this cardboard, you know, so like in terms of that process, you know, you kind of start that way and then go up to making the real part. And then um, each machine has a different story really because the first two prototypes are both different and both wood. And then our production machine, the outside shell is fiberglass. Uh, so that was a process in itself, like just getting, going with the company to have them make the molds and, and those types of things. And then there's still tons of design work with all the other parts and the stainless steel, the marquee and the, the brackets. And, and like, so one thing, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of for Dave and I is that that's like all in-house design. That's, that's us. That's from our, our brains. Yeah. So
0: I just threw up one other picture here. Um, this is the, uh. This is the new look of the machine. It's got a stainless steel. And, and what one of my favorite things about this is you guys put the coins, the coin slots up top. So no more of this, you know, really, you know, reaching under the machine in a dark arcade to try and get your quarter in the machine. You can just throw the coin right in at the top. That's unbelievably awesome. Totally
1: diehard die style.
0: It, it is. I love it. It's so, <laughs> it's so incredibly cool. So
2: I love it. Yeah, see, so that was a, a pretty risky, non-traditional type of design uh, for us to do that. But my my thought with it was it should earn more. You're like people that are playing, they're looking right at the coin mac. And like you said, you don't have to bend over for it or something like that. Right. And, right. and you just, it, you're looking at it, man. It's just easy to throw some coins in. And, um, and it just looks nice too. I don't, you know, that front, that front side just looks so clean. There's no access doors or anything in there, you'd actually flip up the control panel um, to, get on the, to get at the coin buckets and so on. I just wanted that nice, clean look.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And even the original machine, if you look to the left, it has a couple of coin HAP coin doors on it. it looks nice, you know? Um, or is that, a, is that a newer model as well?
2: Nope, that's actually the original prototype. So that's the one that you saw uh, in person at 2017 sure. MGC.
0: And the one on the far right is is, is kind of cool, and I don't have a better picture of it right now, but you basically can hook up any monitor to that.
2: Right. Yep. The idea with that was almost like a, if you want to call it a pedestal cabinet, and what we kind of figured a lot of places would do, would put like a big, huge projection screen or like a 60-inch on the wall or something like that, and then put that cabinet in front of it. But that one's a prototype. We don't know yet if we will be going with that as an alternative design as well. Sure. Yeah.
0: It's kind of cool though, like maybe in spaces where, um, you know, I don't know, there 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 could be some appropriate spaces for that, um, where they don't have necessarily, uh, the, or they want to do like a giant. Have you have you guys played the 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 giant Galaga or Pac Man games yet that Thrills has put together? Yes.
2: Yeah, with the big uh, the LED. Yeah. Like the I, think it, I think I think it would be that, awesome
0: yeah. to have the world's largest cosmotron machine <laughs> like in the David would Buster's. Cool. Wouldn't it be cool? Like just throw this giant screen up there. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Do
1: it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> right in your house. That's right. right. Basement There's room on the back wall in the yard or something All right so (laughs) tell me a little bit about
0: how you guys got into the hobby itself like did the hobby get you into cosmetrons or did cosmetrons get you into the hobby uh dave why don't you go first
3: you know i've always um i i'm not as i'm not as big into the hobby as you folks are but i've always been into it i remember as a kid you know playing a lot of pins playing a lot of arcades shoving quarters in taking my dad's change Mm -hmm. um Uh, And and I've always just been into games in general. I've had consoles my whole life. I've had a big PC gamer for a really long time. Um, And I enjoy, you know, Wii U with the kids recently. Um, So just I've always been into games. And and I would say always kind of thought it'd be really cool to make my own game.
0: Cool. And so, yeah, clearly into console games, uh, you know, and maybe not as big. And do you have any arcade games in your collection? I do not. So you're you're kind of the console gamer, the consummate console gamer. PC, yeah,
3: PC, probably PC. more PC than console. I guess I I started out on consoles. You know, the I had a Nintendo. I guess it all kind of started with the Commodore 64. Nice um, yeah. Nintendo and a and a SNES and a Genesis and, and PlayStation and so on. Um, but I I eventually kind of ditched the consoles after a while and really. Pretty hardcore pc for for quite some time now
0: what's your favorite uh game on the pc right now
3: i've been playing a lot of uh player unknowns battlegrounds recently
0: oh yeah player unknowns uh it's yeah. kind of similar to Fortnite and some other games that are out there yep
3: yep sweet
0: yeah um what do you think about rocket league
3: i like rocket league it's a solid game i mean uh, you can't go wrong for 15 dollars. i feel like um it's lots, yeah, i don't know lots a, to spend your money break. on after that too yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> lots of DLC after that, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the game itself—it's—it's it's quite fun. I actually didn't really think I'd like it. I, I was never uh, a huge fan of soccer, and I just—I was like, yeah, it's soccer with cars. Why would I like that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it—it is—it is a heck of a lot of fun.
0: It is unbelievable, and they have hoops now, and there's a hockey uh, mode, and then there's Rumble where you get like special weapons and stuff. Super fun. I play it frequently. I just finished Uncharted 4 for the PS4. So I'm kind of, and I just got, uh, and I have a copy of Fortnite that my buddy Andy is saying, you got to get on there and play with me, buddy, or he's going to kill me if I don't get on this thing soon. Cause, uh, he's like, he's the one that talked me into getting a PS4. And then I spent the last two weeks beating Uncharted 4, which isn't fair to him. But yeah, I, so I play P- PC games on steam mainly. Uh, I, I have GOG so I can play some of the old school games. Uh, I love that stuff. What do you what do you think about this guy?
3: Who who calls it player unknowns battlegrounds? <laughs> well, I call it that for the people that don't know yeah, what it really is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's PUBG. Yeah. PUBG. So,
0: Put in some PUBG, yo. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, I haven't played
3: Rocket League since they added in the uh the what did you call it? That where you can shoot weapons? It reminds me like we used to play a lot of twisted metal as kids. Uh, you know, the yeah. versus mode twisted metal. So they call is it Rumble. It like that?
0: They call it rumble and you get uh, some special weapons as you're going through and they have like things that launch you further. They have like a suction cup that'll allow you to get the ball and pull it along with you. They've got uh, a thing where you can freeze the ball. You can actually send your uh, opponents into a frenzy where they can't control their car. So there's all kinds of really fun things that happen in that game. I, 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 I urge you to try it. If you haven't tried it in a while, it's been out for about a year or so, Um and they've added uh, new maps. There's probably double the maps that you're used to playing on.
3: So yeah, I haven't played. I I think the last I played, they had uh, the hoops mode was in, and I I think hockey was in there. And uh, yeah, they did like um oh no, that was a different game. Yeah, I think hoops mode was recently added. One of the last time I played. Sure. So um,
0: moving on to Shane. Shane, what do you what, um what? My th- gamer history. Yeah. So it, what's your arcade origin story? Did you, did it, did the arcades find you and then you found Cosmetrons or the other way around?
2: Yeah, sure. So in terms of like, like very similar to Dave, I've um, been gamer my whole life and from the Atari 2600 and a lot of the console stuff, big time on the NES and SNES and so on. And then finally got into PC gaming really heavily return to Castle Wolfenstein, uh, the first Call of Duty and David, and I played tons of Battlefield 2 together. And then eventually, you know, so that was just absolutely loved those PC games and the multiplayer and so on with those. And then eventually kind of stopped playing that just in terms of time-wise and devoting the time to it. And um, just, there's a lot, Dave and I just, we just didn't enjoy a lot of the recent or the, the games that were kind of coming out after Battlefield 2. And that's when I started collecting Burger Time. Was my first arcade machine about 10 years ago. Sweet. And put it in the dining room. My wife luckily, <laughs> uh, let me do that. Uh, $250. And it was like all original, wow. fully working and so on. You know, that's back then. Um, loved it. And then, you know, once you get one, you just can't stop. So, so then my living room kept uh, filling up. And then we eventually moved and, um, you know, numerous pinballs. I like the early 90s Williams. Um, a lot of different, you know, mainly the classics in terms of arcade machines, a lot of Street Fighter, you know, that type of stuff. And then eventually, like, had my own collection. Like, and it's a new house in my living room, luckily, because my, again, my, I've got a very nice wife. And that's when it was like, I want to play my own game in my, my own house. Yeah. And we, it really, like, MGC was on our brains. Like, we want to take our project to MGC. And then also have our own game in my house so we can, you know, in my uh, custom design cabinet. So then we can play it with friends and so on. So And, and that's that's how this all started. And it was originally just going to be like a, a two-player, uh, maybe two-ship, four-level, sure. really basic kind of small game. And here we are now, a year and a half later.
0: Yeah, and you clearly draw inspiration from a ton of games that I love, like first of all, lunar lander, probably the first anti-grav game, you know, or, you know, or, you know, gravity based game, um, out there. Uh, you decided vector. That's kind of cool. Like, uh, I always like when people take, you know, modern technology and make it look vector. Cause that to me was the cleanest, most elegant way you could display an arcade game back in the day. Uh, Very interesting design choice there. And then to make it multiplayer and and have those sort of uh, nostalgic, if you will, like... mm, Uh, creative aesthetics where you're like, I'm going to make this thing look like a Galaga ship just a little bit, but not quite. And then I'm going to morph it and I'm going to give it some different characteristics. Maybe this one looks like the asteroid ship. Maybe, you know what I mean? So each ship that you put into the game has its own character. Um, So tell us a little bit how you came up with that.
2: Well, it all started actually with the fighter ship and that was the standard, like the standard ship. And it actually, that was going to be the only ship. And then we realized like it ended up being kind of hard for most players. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, man, we need an easier ship. So we created what we called the trainer and the trainer handled a little bit like it had better handling and so on, uh, but we reduced the firepower on it. And and then it's kind of like, okay, well, this, this is good. And then we, we ended up changing the name to recruit and, and Dave, he likes the trainer ship.
1: Yeah. The tra- training <laughs> trainer.
2: <laughs> and then we yeah, kind of just went from there because you got the stats of the ships and you kind of went above and below the fighter. So then the squid is like the fighter, except it shoots out its butt. And then you got the snipe ship and the snipe ship, it, um, its first primary bullet goes through the ground. Like it's the only, only weapon in the whole game that can do that, like actually go through the ground and so on. And all this stems from, and and I like to say like our game is like, it's like a street fighter in space, just in terms of how it feels. And you got the interactions between the different characters, which are spaceships and just how they feel. And each one feels really different. And I'll let Dave uh, hop in here on, on the other ships.
3: Yeah. And I do, I do like the recruit a lot. It's one of my favorite ships. There's no, there's no shame in playing the recruit. Okay, <laughs> trainer. He just gets mad because I beat him all the time. That's not hey, true. God. That's what's going on here. So I think the thing is too is that you know you go back to not only all the ships, but you you, you kind of started talking about um, that that local multiplayer, that couch multiplayer type of thing. I remember a friend and I, we a lot of my friends, right? We'd sit there all night playing Twisted Metal together. And and throwing stuff at each other and, and punching each other and having a good time. And, and that was a big part of what we wanted to bring into uh, the game as well as that kind of that kind of feeling and uh, that kind of fun, you know, atmosphere. Um, but, yeah, you know, all the different ship types are really, I think, like like Shane said, I mean, you go back to it's kind of Street Fighter ish or any game, uh, Twisted Metal or things where you're different characters that you could choose from or different cars or whatever um impacted how you play the game because they all had different abilities and 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 change your gameplay as well as the maps actually is is another kind of aspect too um you know yeah. so not only your ship uh, that you choose but the map that happens to come up can really change the way that you strategize hmm. hey so it seems like the
1: evolution of the ships came from some kind of testing and feedback who do you most rely on for that stuff i mean is there like other than yourselves i mean obviously
3: that's absolutely 100 true um i mean uh, we've, well, got, I, a, I we've got, got a. I can tell you i bitched about a bunch friends. of
0: stuff at the first year
3: yeah i mean you know we got, a, <laughs> we got a great group of friends that love to play all the time um you know and we also had some dedicated testers that Shane can tell you more about uh, that were coming in, you know, daily basis or every other day to come play the game as much as we'd let them. <laughs> so, the, so it was. I'm a, a, I'm a teacher.
2: I teach middle school. Oh, and oh, and then so Bless I started you. showing this game <laughs> and I, I teach like design and STEM and actually a game design class and stuff like that. And I started showing this game to my students during lunch. Um. Hey guys, you know what? If you want to come in and try this game I'm making with with my buddy, and they came in and played it, and you know they, they liked it. I was, you know, someone's kind of like, okay, we got something going on here. And then in terms of playtesting, it's like, okay, uh, you guys can come in every other day during lunch, we'll play. And then it's like, can we come in every day? Can we come in every day? So then, now you know, it's been every day since like December of two thousand. What would that be? Sixteen. Wow. So,
3: <laughs> so let me, yeah, let me ask you a question. We're what? still coming in every day uh, playing. Well, it's so much fun. What was and your... actually there was the there was a part there in the summer where the, where Shane's off of school and I felt lost. I had nobody. I, I was like making changes to the game, making these like relatively significant changes to the game, <laughs> and I was like, "Where did my play testers go? <laughs> I don't have anybody to test to see if this works."
0: Yeah, man. Back in the day, Atari had to hire people to come in and try their games, and you're here. You got a free test bed. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What was your biggest? Uh, what was how hard was it for you to take criticism about your game early on? I mean, later on, you probably got it used to it, and hey, this is cool. And okay, I agree with you. We can do some changes here. Sometimes we're just like, nope, nope, we're keeping it that way. But like, what was, when did you, or like, share some of the dumb things people say, oh, you
1: should
2: yeah. do this. Give like, us some no. of your
0: downs, your ups and your downs with criticisms.
2: Yeah, yeah I'd say, um, Starting out, I mean, this is in terms of from teaching a design class. I mean, this really helped me mentally mm-hmm. is just writing down what are your main design goals. So vector graphics, um, multiplayer, space battles, space has to feel large. Your ship has to feel fragile. You know, those types of things, uh, because we had that written down and, and those goals that made the criticism, uh, I, th- I think, not too bad, not too bad for me, at least on our big goals. Uh, We've gotten a lot of flack on the vector graphics. Why? Uh, I even have, there's somebody that just posted a comment on YouTube basically saying that our game is going to fail and it's partially, you know, like, oh, the vector graphics, vector graphics. You know, nobody wants to count pixels, uh, lines, you know, that kind of stuff. And Dave and I are of the philosophy, like time needs to be put in the gameplay. That's what's most important is the gameplay needs to be most important. The visualization, the graphics um, they need to be just enough there for you to understand what to do and give you the theme you need to imagine the rest in your head because then you're more devoted to the game and more involved with it than a lot of these other games coming out where the company's spending more time designing let's say the emblem on the car Ooh, that looks really 3d and the polygons on it so it'll look great but there's less time in the game design So the vector graphics is something that we have received a lot of flack on, but I, I'm glad we stuck with it.
3: So, yeah, you know, there were even some things early on too, that were like, um, you know, since Shane and I had played the game a lot as we were making it and testing it and doing things uh, like skill-based things, like it it took us a long time to really take in. um, People would say, Hey, this is, this part's too hard or this part's, you know, it's just impossible. And we're like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, And and so like I think I think that was probably some of the hardest thing is to like really incorporate some of that feedback. But it it was very part of the reason it was really hard to us is we feel very strongly that the game should be uh, that there should be a high skill cap. What what's hard for us to understand is you know how to how to get people in at the low level when they aren't necessarily skilled and that they're having fun and 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 are allowed the time to to get to a higher skill level.
0: I have a suggestion about
2: that
3: all right we're all ears what if
0: you made a single player mode that taught the user how to fly like give them and
2: that's what essentially our single player mode in a sense is almost that like it doesn't hold their hand and tell them how to but it's like a almost like a flight practice mode that guides them like the targets kind of guide them and, and practice their flight and so on and that's where honestly i'd say the past Man, I don't, I don't, I want to say it goes far as a year, but so much of our development time really has been trying to to make it friendlier for those um, lower skill level players. Makes sense. And, and, and part of that's, we put in the noob, the noob ship, which I don't know (laughs) if you saw that one. I did see
0: that. I did see the noob ship when I was there. I didn't play the game, but I did see, um, I I did watch it a couple of times. So, okay.
2: And so like, for example, that ship doesn't really have much inertia when you, when you're flying and you like go a lot off the thrust, it kind of stops. So just like stuff like that, uh, the noob ship, um, a lot of just more like, like the voiceover and, um, some invincibility when you spawn, you don't drop right away when you spawn a lot of little things like that, that just try and really make it more friendly for new players.
0: For sure. Yeah. I I love it. So, um, let's talk about, uh, just real briefly, maybe some of your inspirations for the game. Where did you draw inspiration
2: from? You want to go Dave? I was going to let you. Okay. So obviously early space, uh, vector games, like there's some obvious inspirations there and that's with the visual visualizations, and some of the basic mechanics but then uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize about our game is is beyond that the amount of depth and that's where i would go back to dave and i's experience like we we played you know we played in a clan like battlefield 2 kind of thing you know competition even like counter-strike source and stuff like that and and then just those different class-based multiplayer games and the depth that those have uh the amount of replayability and like um, you combine the, the heavy with the medic and, and just stuff like that. Uh, so we got the beast ship and then you got the light ship or the jalopy, which is more fuel efficient than the beast. You know, you can kind of combine those forces. Sure. Uh, Mega Man, I'm a huge Mega Man fan and I absolutely love like, uh, you have the different power-ups and so on and Mega Man. So we have different, we have different power-ups and one of our shots is called the Cosmo Buster and that's, you charge it up just like you would charge yep. up the Mega Buster and mm-hmm. Mega Man. Hold we talked about Street Fighter already. Yeah, um, and then so let me
0: show you. Let me show you a couple clips here. This is. I'm going to show you this one first. You, you know, does this ring any bells? So who are you showing it to? Um, well, it should be on the screen. Oh, you guys can't see this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
2: oh, I'm trying to think what the. I can't remember the name of this. Yeah. So this is an <laughs> NES Solar Jet Man.
0: Yeah, NES game, Solar jetman very difficult gravity game you have a couple of modes you got to fly the ship around collect stuff so that's a favorite uh and let's let's throw this one in this is actually what i think your game reminds me of in many ways um this game uh came out uh 10 years ago on the playstation and um it's it's very different than your game but um i love some of the elements that your game adopts and speaking of loving vector graphics Whoever that guy was is completely wrong. Because if you look at this game, Gravity Crash, for the PlayStation Three, uh, you're going to see a lot of the same elements that are in your your game. You have four different ships. You can you can play against each other in a race mode. Uh, you can go after each other in a death deathmatch mode. Um, it's a little different, but um, did you get any did you get any inspiration from this game?
2: I never heard of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I never, never heard of it.
0: Check it out. It's been out for a long time, but. Um, your independent uh, Cosmotron's game has some of those elements. And I think the cool thing is is it allows all four of those players to play on the same screen and you do things differently than Gravity Crashes. There's no, you know, there's nobody stepping on anybody's toes there. But I think it just reminds me of that nostalgic Vector Graphics game. And uh, it's it's just a fantastic, for, for me as as a fan of all these old games, um, I'm I'm really... Really excited about cosmotrons. And if you haven't tried it out, you gotta you gotta try it out, guys. So, Mark, um, I think you had another question or two here.
1: I do. My question is, do you guys have any other custom arcade game ideas still inside of you, or maybe like a like a sequel to Cosmotron, or you gonna make a cosmotron
2: averse? <laughs> yeah. we We have an endless list of ideas we've been compiling. And we can't give away what we believe to probably be our next arcade game. Hmm. Um, there's definitely room f- for expansion in the cosmotrons universe. Just like with a- designing a game, there's you have a list of stuff. I don't know, seventy five percent of the stuff we wanted to do is not in this game. Hmm. So really, we have a oh yeah, oh yeah. we got a long list of different things um, to keep expanding cosmotrons. And then I, I would say our future games that we want to do bigger and better. Say, what's your
0: um, what's your uh, company's name? Would you uh, incorporated a company or something to uh, you know Cosmetronics It says the game. What is the name of your company?
2: Our company name is Arcadeaholics. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> so that's where I pulled the first video from. If you guys want to go check out Arcadeaholics on YouTube, do that because they've got a bunch of gameplay videos. And can you still download the the beta version of the game from the site?
2: Nope, we took down Yeah. We took down both the demo and then I think we called it the the alpha at that sure, point. That sure. was way back in I think it was uh, April of 2017. That was the last time something was up. It and was we up for a long forward.
0: time though and I, I I think I have it downloaded. So. I have
1: it too. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Home version, make your own cabinet, la la la. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I could I'm just going to call escape pod. <laughs> it's funny because uh, the cabinets are so gorgeous and uh, I might have to work something out with you guys at some point. Cause um, I have, you know, 20 games in my, my arcade in my arcade downstairs. I'm willing to take, take out two to put in one of those. Uh, I think it would be fantastic. Uh, the pedestal one I'm I'm actually kind of interested in cause I could just roll it out for, for events and hook it up to my 55 inch television and we could play it on there. That would be unbelievable. So, might have to talk to you guys about that.
2: <laughs> we of course would will be willing to support such choices.
0: <laughs> and and so you're marketing this to whom?
2: So as of right now, this is an arcade exclusive title. So we're marketing it to uh, businesses, arcade owners, barcade owners, FEC owners, and we our first batch is more. We we have more orders than our original goal, so um, it's ex- exciting time, and most of the places are are arcades, barcades, retro arcades.
0: Are they so, going to? Is there, is there one going to Up Down?
2: So we have not, um, as of right this second, no. They were on our tour, so we were we were on uh, we stopped there on a tour in Up Down Des Moines um and the staff there is awesome super friendly so and they're actually they're opening one in milwaukee so i'm yes they um, are i i honestly believe our game would do extremely well and make them a lot of money so hopefully talk with them soon um about that they need cosmotrons
0: yeah and and really and i don't know do we talk on the air about uh capture the flag i don't know if we did i i think a uh, uh, very interesting game mode that you added this year
2: yeah, see, we didn't we didn't really get into depth about that one. And I, I'll just briefly say it's heavily inspired by Battlefield 2. And I'll, I'll let Dave kind of explain a little bit more about it.
3: Yeah, just, you know, going back to like Shane talked about, you know, the, the teamwork, the cooperative, we really wanted to incorporate a way for people to play a mode where you could work together with your friend to achieve some object, objective. Um, and it it's probably my favorite mode. Um, yeah, I'd say mine, too. I I just, I just really, there's a, there's a lot going on. And especially when you get four people that, that are, uh, experienced pilots. Um,
0: were were you inspired by Killer Queen in that respect that the, 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 uh, team play respect?
2: Well, we definitely liked the, the team play like of Killer Queen. We, we did play Killer Queen when it was at Midwest gaming classic and, and Dave and I, we had a good time on there and we liked the, um, cooperative type of thing in the um but it was more so battlefield 2 in terms of like the idea of like the control points and that's kind of how our flags are it's not like capture the flag per se it's it's raise your flag if you hover by the flag it raises and um, one unique thing that we implemented is the the flags are on like a rocket so the rocket actually moves randomly around the level and each level has three flags so if you capture two you can you can win that way, or you can destroy the other team. That's awesome. I love it. I lo- and I, I love that
0: team play element as well. So, uh, I, I think you're in the moving in the right direction. And, and do you feel like you're kind of in a sweet spot now? You're like you're end-ending the development on Cosmetrons. Or are you going to keep tweaking it?
2: Well, we'll definitely keep doing stuff. We want to make our customers super super happy. So you know we're we're getting them out very soon. Um, that'll be our our first line of duty is to support those customers and do whatever changes we need to do for the game then Um, and then like we kind of talked about like we have a lot of ideas on how to expand the world and where we plan to update keep updating the game maybe like um, a map a new map like every other month or I don't know something like that you know those types of things Dave and I got to talk about and and figure out but to keep the the business owners happy and keep people coming to the game and it, it feeling really fresh
0: yeah. That's actually, isn't that cool? Like in today's age, you can have that thing hooked up to the internet. Boom. I'm going to give you a, a new set of maps and uh, you'll have tournament and you'll have, uh, you'll have people trying out to be, you know, le- in leagues and, and, and be in tournaments. And then you can switch up the tournament modes and say, hey, dudes, we got uh, an, a killer championship map for you this year. You got to check it out. So I, I think that that's actually a really awesome way to keep your game fresh. I, I If you go to a a Dave and Buster, you guys ever been to Dave and Buster's? Obviously. um,
2: Yeah, we actually have one that's um, not too far from us. Sweet.
0: Um, You know, the cool thing about Dave and Buster's is that they do have a fair amount of really cool games. They also have too many redemption games and stuff that I don't care to play. But people that have kids, they love to take them there and whatever, and they get to do that. The thing that I find interesting, in particular with games that, like, say, Raw Thrills produces, and no offense to them because they have a, a great lineup of games, but if you look at like um, some of the games that they're producing, like the Batman game, which has been out for a few years now, the Batman use your Batmobile and go yep. around and shoots things and drive around, and the and the big the you know huge uh, Pac Man and Galaga games and some of the other games that they have come out with are they're really cool. But how do you keep them fresh? You know what I mean? Like I played the Batman game, so do I want to sit down and again? Maybe not. You know the Pod games. The Pod games are gone already. I haven't even seen. That Star Wars Pod game and all oh, the Star Wars Battle Pods. Yeah, the Battle Pods gone, yeah. um, and it was a fun game, but it, it must have stopped earning. So, games like yours have a chance. Killer Queen uh, uh, has a chance. The the games that have these league play elements to them, but you're doing something different because Killer Queen doesn't change their maps, as far as I know. Um, if you do that and you update every so often, you're going to make a lot of people happy because they can come back and say, this game's going to be different, and and how's it going to be different? You know.
2: Well, see, that's a big, in terms of our game, the replayability, that's one thing that I feel like it just really sets our game apart because you have the seven different spaceships, so it's like the seven different characters. Absolutely. And then you ha- we have 20-plus different maps, and many of them that are dynamic, so it's never going to be exactly the same. And then in addition to that, we have the four different modes. You have normal versus, you have team mode, you have be the boss mode, which I don't know. Are you familiar with that one? No, no. Tell us a little bit about be the boss. Okay. So be the boss mode. The idea with that is you have one friend pilot the overpowered juggernaut ship and then the rest of them. So let's say you're playing with, uh, you got three other friends. They're teaming up on the blue team facing off against the juggernaut ship. So you and it, the juggernaut takes, let's say five hits to blow up and you can see it cracking every time you hit it. And then the other, the, the blue team, the three of them are still the little, the little ships that the juggernaut can just run through and smash through. And uh, the blue team is sharing fuel and, and those types of things, but they get a little bit more life because they, they die more easily. That's so interesting. it's kind of like an asymmetrical kind of battle.
0: I love that. There was a, there was in, I don't know you ever played quake two back in the day. I'm sorry. Say it again. Did you ever play Quake Two back in the day?
2: Oh, uh, Quake Two.
0: So there was a I, there was a I'm mod like, for that called was Devastator. Unreal Tournament. Yeah, Unreal Tournament came out just after that. So Quake Two was the, sort of the predecessor, you know, and it was the it was the sequel to obviously Quake and <laughs> Doom Two and Doom, you know, ID Software and all that sort of thing. But um, f- fantastic. I was that was that was my jam. Like back in the day. I was a Quake 2 nut. And we used to have every single modification you could have for the game. And in Quake 2, they had a, a, a mod called Devastator. And it's kind of the same thing, right? You have a bunch of grunts with, like, pea shooters, you know, and they're running around trying to shoot this this mech. And if you were the guy with the mech, you'd pick up this rune, and all of a sudden you'd be in this, this big machine body like a, you know, mech warrior. And you'd have a couple of chain guns or you'd have a couple of rocket guns. And the rocket guns and the chain guns would overheat. So you could shoot lots of things and kill lots of grunts. And the grunts would have to try to kill the big mechs with just smaller weapons, which that sounds a lot like your game mode to me. Uh, Sure. Very, very fun, you know, David versus Goliath mode. I think that's sort of a classic way to play. So I don't know. So uh, any, any last thoughts on, um, on how this last year has gone for you? Tell, tell us a little bit about that.
3: You know, one of the things that I want to go back to just the map thing real quick, we actually ran a a contest at MGC and we had all these people draw maps for us, we got all these submissions. So talking about keeping the game fresh, I'm really excited to look through all those and see what what people came up with. And we're gonna pick, we're gonna pick one of those and put it into the actual game.
0: Does anybody win a prize other than fame and admiration? fame, may yeah, admiration,
1: <laughs> pat on the back and a hearty hi-ho and a yeah. little <laughs> and a credit in the
0: game. <laughs>
3: right. That's
0: funny. Well, that's great. I mean, and and I love the fact that you're taking advantage of the of the um of sort of it's like it's it's better than crowdfunding. You basically have people that really love the game and and have an interest in making it better. And so that's got to be kind of rewarding for you. Uh even if you're getting some criticism, you're like, "Dudes love it." but we can make it a little better if we tweak it this way and maybe they're wrong. Maybe you put in the, the change and you're like, mm, not working. going to pull it out.
3: Yeah, we've certainly done that. There's been, there's been some where we, we try stuff and it just doesn't work actually. Um, you know, capture the flag mode started out in a completely different thing. The, the functionality of that capturing the flag started out as a completely different idea. And, and Shane and I played it and we looked terrible. at each other. We're like, wow that's terrible (laughs) and and um you know and we kind of scrapped the whole idea and then later when we were like oh we got to put in you know we got to do this uh like team versus team mode and we were like oh we got to bring that flag mechanic back in that we already coded we can just put it in there and it's going to be great and then we we put it in into that and and we're like wow that this is awesome this works out really well one flag it ended up being three then too so like that's something we learned from that that was actually a big key. The yeah. Having a single flag on the map, uh, really just, it wasn't enough. You know, all the activity got focused. No matter where you put the flag on the map, everybody focused on that one tiny little area in the map. And, it, and, and then it just makes this, you know, what's supposed to feel like this big space battle game feels like you, you, you only care about this tiny little area. Sure,
0: and, sure. So, uh, Shane, um, yeah. give us, uh, if you will, three little tidbits of game design advice that you might tell your students when when putting together a good game
2: okay make the main mechanic fun the main core mechanic of a game needs to be fun i argue 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 that driving is fun so like a driving game is fun you know if it's a game where I can just sit there and do nothing, and I don't I don't have to be that active, it wouldn't be fun. If in our game, your ship could just land and just sit there, it wouldn't be fun. You wouldn't feel dangerous. But because the main mechanic, if you're always active and flying our spaceship, that that keeps you active, engaged, and, and that's fun. That's number one. Okay. Uh, number two would be risk versus reward. You need to have risk versus re- reward in a game. You need to allow the player to make choice. Um, player choice is incredibly important. And so for example, in our game, we have fuel. You can either, and most of the time the fuel is up above. So you can choose to get the fuel, but it's risky because you might crash because the fuel is very close to the ground or the, the level, but also somebody might shoot you. So that is a risk to get fuel. Another risk versus reward in our game is humans which this is a new feature, which I don't know if you saw, but when your ship gets destroyed, a little human falls. (laughs) I did see that.
0: I did see that. Yeah.
2: And there's a lot of reasons for it, but um, you can then, when you respawn in, you can go and pick up that human. Again, that's risky to do that because you might crash or um, somebody might, somebody can kill your human and that kinds of things. But if you pick up your human, you get an extra bullet. So that risk you're risking your life to get a little bit more firepower so that risk versus reward type of thing that's cool um and then a third one i'll have to think for a second dave you got any i got i need a second to think here
3: yeah one of the things i people ask you know they want to make a game and the the thing that i always tell them is you know come up with kind of kind of your values and what what your game is right and and um Make sure you stick to that, right? People people will give you criticisms and people will give you ideas and, hey, you should do this. And have you ever thought about doing that? Take that stuff in. And we have. We've taken a lot of that and incorporated ideas into our game that that came from other people. There were suggestions. But don't stray from your core sure. values of what you thought your game was going to be, right? Don't let it affect what it is that you wanted your game to be, right? Because otherwise, you end up with this hodgepodge thing of what, quote unquote, everybody wants. And then ultimately, nobody wants it, right? Right. right. So. So be passionate about about your game. Yeah, yeah. Have what have have your 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 values exactly. You know, come come up with what you want and stick to it. Right. Take feedback, yeah. but
0: you got yeah. You got to have guidelines for yourself.
3: Yeah. Stay within your parameters that you set.
0: I like it. I like it. So, uh, Mark, any any final thoughts from you, my my dear man?
1: As I unmute, I, I think I'm good. I am. It's funny. I just found the game. I installed it on in january 2017
2: yeah <laughs> so you uh, got the the concept demo that's the first thing we released that's like ancient <laughs> <laughs> but it's that's still cool hilarious. it's still very cool and i say i i thought mark i thought i remember you you downloaded it and i think we we said people that download it will give you a free copy um, if you download the game and play it now and give us some feedback so just so you know i probably
1: didn't need- I probably didn't give you feedback. I liked it
2: a lot. Oh no, I think I sent you something. I don't know. Yeah, but. I know you sent us some feedback. I think it was on Clav or yeah. one of the forums. And just so you know, so right. we we will give you uh, a f- a free game at some point. It won't be a free arcade game. We're not going <laughs> <we're> to <not gonna laughs> give you a whole free cabinet. Come on but, now. Uh, Come on. I still have on a. I still have in a spreadsheet the people that we made that deal to. That sweet. Because our original intention was that Cosmotrons would be released on Steam. Um. But due to the interest and so on of arcades and so on, that's why we are now on this arcade exclusive path. At some point, we'll like you know later on we'll do a, a Steam release. But uh, Mark, when we do that, I still have you written down on that spreadsheet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know I love the the music is what's startling.
1: I don't know if you can. Yeah. Oh my god. And you it know sounds what? Good.
2: originally, so here's a little tidbit for you. Uh-huh. Going into this, we didn't want music. We, ah. we didn't we weren't even gonna have music and then we're like okay well let's try it let's see how how it would sound and the, and then the first idea was let's go with 80s synth wave and then I tried like after listening I was like after listening to some I was like oh my god I can't listen like if this was on uh, the the track screen sure. like I wouldn't be able to listen to this for hours and hours on end it would be so annoying to whatever in my house or whatever yeah yeah
0: well, you you settled on some good music, so that's yeah, that's good. Speaking, We're very happy with it. Uh, yeah, speaking of music, I uh, I just want to thank you guys first of all um, for being on the show. This has been an honor to have Cosmotrons. You guys both uh, have created something incredibly unique and fun to play, and I certainly hope it makes it to our local up down arcade. And if there's Gotta anything got to let them know yeah, that there's one. anything I can do to help and, and uh you know we have connections you know Brian Armitage was supposed to be in the chat heckling you tonight he was on call <laughs>
2: um, so
0: uh, I think he he's been
2: a big supporter so yeah, props yeah. to him and Susan and Paradise Arcade shop they they have really they are they are arcade heroes they have really supported us um, yeah, and, yeah. and other people like Galactic Battleground and, and the scene so kudos I, to them
0: I think they they um they really know a good game when they see it And they're willing to back it and do anything they can to push it. They're, they're, they're very, very supportive of everybody in this hobby. So it's, it's fun to have them on board. Uh, He's probably operating on someone right now. (laughs) Fixing a hip (laughs) or a hand lately. It's been hands. He's not happy about that, but, but you know, whatever, he's a surgeon. He's a good surgeon, you know, good, good guy to know anyway. And fantastic to know in the hobby, um, Cause he can hook you up. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to just say fantastic Mark, Mark, any parting words for these
1: gentlemen? Keep, up, keep up the good work. Uh, looking forward to playing one of these machines and in, in person. Yeah.
0: It's and been and great. S- stick with us after, after our outro. Cause we're going to, we're going to, you know, have a little thank you, uh, secret message, secret messages after the, after the show. <laughs> but again, um, thanks for being on this. This has been, uh, uh, Arcade Radio. That's that's what we call the show. name of your show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and we're on Facebook. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is our song. So subscribe to us on YouTube and stuff. Right, Mark? Yeah. Don't go to Twitch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll keep broadcasting there. I think we might. We, we gotta find a way to get people to come over To the dark side though Cause you know YouTube's for old people
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: yeah Who wrote this This track it's terrible
1: No I mean it's great <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't believe I had to copyright this stupid thing Made with Entirely with loops from that you know garage band this your first copyrighted song it's my first copyright well I mean I've composed other songs that are protected by copyright you know but I didn't have to register it you know. the listeners are like shut up about the stupid copyright
2: <laughs>
0: all right is your did you put your pants back on everybody no,
1: no,
3: no. What?
0: Everybody got their pants back on? You? <laughs> are, you, are you typing messages to somebody? Uh, yeah. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where we get down.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Listen, Captain America, you've had that backpack on all night. It's got to be hurting you. It's empty. There's nothing in it, so it doesn't
3: hurt at all.
0: I think this might be the second time we've played the entire song.
1: What do you usually do? Just shut it off early? What?
0: Yeah, usually I just do like a record scratch and we're done. You know. Bring us. Like, or like a I dial. Even remember this. It's very 70s right here. The horns come in.